Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Alex Lyons stands tall as the Grand Rapids Griffins Plus fall in overtime to the Maple Leafs opening night lineup. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. Well, Scott is host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And first of all, Scotty, happy Friday, buddy. We made it. Happy Friday, baby. Three straight hockey games in a row. And, uh, you know, even though it was a loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs, I got to say I'm pretty... Pretty pleased with the result, nonetheless. Uh, this was a hard-fought loss. I, I said it in the cold open, kind of tongue-in-cheek. It, it was basically the Grand Rapids Griffins and then a handful of other NHL players against what was legitimately the Toronto Maple Leafs opening night lineup. Uh, there might be a couple of changes here and there, but this was very much their dress rehearsal game for their first game of the season, much like the Saturday game at LCA for the Red Wings is going to be their dress rehearsal game. So I losing four to three in overtime and battling them close all the way through the first two periods at the least the Maple Leafs kind of took over the pace of the game in the third. I am, I could not be more, more happy with the result of this game. I mean, I could be if they won, but I could not be more happy than I could not be more happy with the effort in this game. Three, three overtime, losing it on three and three overtime. I, I, I'm just so pleased with what I saw from these players in this game. I honestly cannot be too upset with losing a game to that talented of a roster when you are throwing guys like Tim Gettinger and Dominic Shine out there. Not to not to like you know throw shade on their name, but those are AHL caliber guys going up against the best in the game in Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Nylander and Tavares and losing in overtime. Yeah, no, they uh the boys fought hard, man. It was a uh it was really solid effort and and on top of that, and like I you know, I don't I don't really play for like good effort but still a loss, but I also it's the preseason, so I don't play for wins and losses period. So I I'll take the good effort. Um it uh I, I think there's a lot of names that stood out to be honest. I, yeah. I thought this was a a very like notable and noteworthy, I guess, is the better way to put it, hockey game. Uh, I, I thought that there were quite a few standouts in both direction and some conversations that are going to stem from this hockey game. Absolutely. I mean, I think through the first 40 minutes, you didn't just, like, survive a superior lineup. I thought the Red Wings played with them, played yeah. up to them. Uh, I was really impressed with what I saw from a lot of these guys. I mean, Jonathan Berggren, again, I, I don't I, – I guess I'm leading off with Jonathan Berggren, but mainly because I brought him up a few episodes ago as a guy who I was underwhelmed with up until this point. Jonathan Berggren again went out there and had a really good hockey game uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. And obviously he scored the goal on the power play. Nice assist. Six seconds long was how long that power play was. They won the faceoff back. Ghost got it on the uh, faceoff or on the point rather. Passed it down low to Jonathan Berggren who just rifled it, ripped it, gripped it and ripped it from the right point over the glove of Samsonov for a goal. It was a beautiful set play. And uh, I, I he has just looked so good. I In his 11 minutes, almost 12 minutes of even strength time on the ice, 
had the second best expected goals for percentage of 64.24%. And his Corsi four percentage was really good as well. He's third on the team at 57. So if you want to go just shot attempts uh, percentage, he had the third best on the team uh, in this hockey game. So Jonathan Bergeron just was all over the place. I such a good game. This is the Bergeron that I, I was so excited to see going into the preseason. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. Um, I uh, the the goal was a beauty. Uh, getting him power play minutes, I, I think, is awesome too. Obviously, he's not going to be on power play one, uh, you know, anytime soon. But uh, I think having that in your back pocket, where you're like, okay, like you know, if injuries happen or we want to shuffle up the power play two or whatnot, like we're we're not afraid to throw Burger out there. You know, I I think that that's nice for development. Um, not that that was like completely out of left field. Like he, he had a, obviously a very solid rookie season, but yeah, I, I thought he looked great. And I thought that it was, uh, it was the most confident he skated all preseason, which again is, is wild considering a, we're like whatever, six games into the preseason, but B it's against the Toronto as, as at least the top, you know, the top six and, and the, like the top of the lineup where we're all, like you said, the, opening night yeah uh you know roster so yeah I uh I thought he looked fantastic I thought that he made his line better like I I felt Shocker. better when Berger was on the ice you know and and that's something that we uh we haven't really felt yet this preseason so awesome to see for sure I, I also think you know you you mentioned his name but the Samsonov situation for Toronto I, I don't want to get too derailed here and you know, start talking there go listen to locked on uh, Leafs but um you know the, the Sam that that See, like he's going to have to take a a bigger role. It sounds like for uh, for the Leafs this year, and um, I don't I don't think he looked uber fantastic in this hockey game. So it'll kind of be an interesting thing to watch out for. He he definitely was scrambling a lot in this game. Kept throwing his stick away. I don't he, know. Yeah, what... he, he kept throwing his stick away, and he kept. He reminded me of like Ned in his first, like right when he came over from the wings, when he was just like he would leave the net for any situation. <laughs> like obviously the one goal, you know. The the beautiful Valeno, you know, just yeah. cutting off the route and he's an uh, aggressive goalie when it comes to playing the puck. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Valeno obviously made him pay, pay for that. But yeah, he, he was just he was really aggressive uh, leaving the crease and um, yeah, and he kept throwing and, and dropping his stick for sure. So that'll be an interesting thing from Toronto's perspective, because he's going to have to take a much bigger role this year. But yeah, you know, back to the wings, I I, I thought. I thought Berger was really good. I mentioned Valeno's name. I thought he looked pretty solid yet again. Again, like had the primary on that goal, uh, which was nice for sure. Well, it's just so nice about Berger. And this is, he played the type of game that I love to see out of him. He is a dynamic player. He can shoot it. He's got good IQ. I mean, Mickey Redmond brought that up a ton last season. And his, his literal young season last year, he did such a good job of seeing the ice. He can pass yeah. the puck. He can shoot the puck. He you know, in the defensive zone, he's no slouch either. He's really good at picking up passing lanes and picking the puck up and picking, picking, uh, picking pockets as well. So I, I, that, this was very much a Bergen game that I enjoyed watching, uh, from him, but he wasn't alone. I mean, really, I, I felt like, and kind of hard for it to not be the tale of this game was the young players. Yeah, and well, all preseason, we kind of have been saying like, okay, well, don't try to take too much away from these games because it's preseason. I feel like if you're going to take away anything from any of these games, this would be the game to do it because of the fact, again, you were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs essentially starting lineup. I mean, you look at this lineup and it was basically everyone, Matthews, Yarncroft, Kampf, uh, Tavares, Giordano, Knees, D Domi, Marner, Riley, 
Reeves, Benoit, Lil Jurgen, Brody, Pertuzzi, Nylander, and then Samsonov in net. Like this was their starting lineup. And these young guys played them hard and, and kept with it. And not just like kept the score close, but they played up to their competition. Yeah. Uh, Amadeus Lombardi, at least through the first two periods, Dude. is another guy who I was like, this kid is buzzing. For, you know, the, you know, the, like the he was special gift. <laughs> first mm-hmm. period preseason game seven. Like uh, he slowed down a little bit as the game went along, but man, in the first period was he buzzing uh, that mm-hmm. he was, he was special. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Lombardi in the first period. I'll never forget uh, the October 5th preseason game where Amadeus Lombardi looked absolutely unbelievable for the first, like probably 25 minutes of this hockey. Game. And you know, it's funny with, with how good he looked. He only registered one shot in this game. Yeah. With, he tripped which is, on himself for one, and then uh, he passed one that I, I thought he was right in the in the circle, and I thought he should have shot it, and he uh, he tried to pass it back into the crease. Yeah, but so he he had some opportunities, but he was just skating like a madman. He he just he yeah. he looked like a like a really really good skater outside of again the time when he he fell on his face. But yeah, I <laughs> I loved I love seriously I, I loved what I saw out of him though, man. He he. Obviously, he's going to like we know where he's going to end up uh, here in a couple of weeks, but I am very excited to keep an eye on him throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, he was a po- positive when it comes to Corsi four percentage. I know you shouldn't like in the preseason, you shouldn't put too much stock in advanced analytics, although Corsi's barely an advanced analytic. It's literally shot attempts for over shot attempts against. It's yeah, it's ra- it's literally how many times a team tries to shoot the puck when your players on the ice. Fifty two percent for him. And so, I mean, just 11 to 10, that like a huge difference between the two ratios, but relative, he was a 13.49%. So he, the team was better with him on the ice first off the ice in this game. Uh, it's just, he's such a fun player to watch. I enjoy the uh, hell out of Amadeus Lombardi. Obviously he's going to have to put on weight. If he really wants to make in the NHL, he's still small. Yeah, he's still small. He's a tiny guy, but if he can, like he's got the speed, he's got the ten, uh, tenaciousness. He, He's got the hands and the tenacity. shot. The tenacity. tenacity. So, <laughs> the tenaciousness, baby. That's two days in a row. I've tried to like say a word just wrong. No, Yesterday I love it. Was, I'm tenaciousness on a t-shirt. Listen, you're the writer, not me. I mean, you'd have to put it on your own t-shirt because you can't win a t-shirt at a result at a resort. I can go to Salvation Army and buy a t-shirt that someone else donated that they actually won and just that, what you did. That is not no, 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 no. I threw yeah, that yeah, football yeah. through the uprights. In fact, I, I was talking about it on X because that's what you got you were giving me crap for it. <laughs> it's it's I'm I will admit it's more impressive that the competition couldn't throw it through the upright. It was not a hard competition. Like I made my, I went five for five on the. I want the video to leak, and it's Brian against a bunch of like seventh graders. Well, it's like, yeah, give me my t-shirt. Reality was, it was a lot of people who, because it was Cancun, so it was like international. It was a lot of Australians and uh, British people who they don't throw footballs in their countries. Yeah. So I had an edge being an American, where we actually like like the American style football. So I think that's really what it came down to. Well, well, really, what it came down to was walking to the Salvation Army and buying it. You suck. You suck, Scotty. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get back on task talking about this You know, this loss. We're so upbeat about this loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime, but it's just because the young guys really stepped up against the superior roster, and they just looked really good. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Uh, talk about Danielson, Edmondson, Ghost, who's not really a young guy, and neither is Lion. 
Uh, but those two guys stepped up in this game big time as well. Yeah. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about bird dogs. Scotty, I mean, I don't know what more we have to say about bird dogs. They're, they're, they're just absolutely fantastic shorts. Do you have them next to you? Oh, you got your hat. Oh, my hat's, my hat's behind the camera here. Uh, but guys, bird dogs are by far the most comfortable shorts that I've ever worn. Uh, they have different types for your different needs. But regardless of what you buy your shorts for need-wise, they're going to be universally versatile. Uh, I have a khaki, a khaki blend that is just perfect for like looking nice, but also feels like your casual gym shorts you can wear anywhere. They have a more gym short style. It's like a polyester blend. You can wear those in the pool. You can wear those into the gym. You can wear those on your dinner dates. I've done all three of those. And uh, they all have these the built-in underwear. They're just so lightweight. They're just so comfortable. They're just so, again, versatile. You're not going to want to take them off. You want to want to go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code NHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, do you want to talk about Danielson or Edvinson? Because I have a take about Danielson that I think is going to please Red Wings fans. Uh, let's start with Danielson because I have a question about Edvinson. Okay, awesome. Uh, Nate Danielson obviously scored a goal. Beautiful deflection out front uh, in this game. I believe to tie it up one to one off a shot from Ghost. Uh, at the point, Ghost had two assists in this game. Such he's, a great play-driving defense. He's player. such a force offensively, man. He really like I, I I tweeted it out or posted it, whatever the heck it's called now. But like, I I he he is going to be so valuable to this offense. I I'm so pumped. Yes, I. It's it's he's going to provide a lot offensively. Yeah. But Danielson, again, I thought had a really strong game as well. Uh, He's just for a guy who's just turned 19 years old and has never played professional hockey. We talk about guys who stepped up in a big way in this hockey game. I think Nate Danielson is one of those guys who absolutely stepped up in this hockey game. I mean, not to say he was perfect. Nobody was perfect in this game, but he was just an absolute, he was a treat to watch. He, he can, Max Boltman said it best. I think he is the most well-rounded center in that came out of this draft. Uh, he is just way closer to NHL ready than I thought he was going to be. Oh, in a lot of ways, the, the compliments, the sentiments that I said about Bergeron translate to Nate Danielson in that, you know, he's solid in the faceoff dot. Uh, although in this game, he didn't really show. He went just two for seven. Oh, well, in, in oh, the that's, dot, I mean, but. really quickly, uh, credit where credit is due. Um, Frazier Minton had like, he's the 19 year old kid for Toronto. Well, I, he might've ended a hundred percent. Oh no. I think he lost one at the end. They would, they went against he each went other. Like every single seven or eight and two in the faceoff circle as a 19 year old. Like he, he they just kept throwing him out there and nobody we threw at him could beat him <laughs> yeah. on a drop. Like literally we, we threw like three or four different dudes at him and nobody could beat this teenager on a, on a, on a puck drop, uh, the entire game. So credit where credits due there, but, and that's, I mean, those were two WHL guys going against each other. Yeah. Right? He went seven and two and Danielson went two and five. So they went against each other almost every single time, basically. But I kind of rambled there, didn't really get to my point. Danielson is a very complete guy. 
Uh, He can shoot the puck. He can deflect the puck down low. He can get in the corners. He's just doing everything so well. And the point I'm trying to get at with Nate Danielson is that you're still seeing him this late in the preseason. He took 21 shifts in this game. That second only to Valeno and Christian Fisher, who both had 23. He spent the most amount of time on the ice out of anyone on the forward core with 20 minutes and 35 seconds. He played both power play and penalty kill. This is a guy that they are giving every single opportunity to make this hockey team. They're putting him in every single situation to see what he's got. And he's risen to the occasion. He was second on this team in expected goals for percentage in this game. I'm sorry, that that's a straight-up lie. Um, <laughs> that was a lie. I was looking thinking about Jonathan Berggren again on that one. But he was a, a, a 52.86 in expected goals for percentage in this game, a, a above 50%. He, he was a positive asset for this Red Wings hockey team. And my take here that I want to have is that this is the last road game for the Detroit Red Wings in the preseason. The next preseason game is the last one, and that is the dress rehearsal game. So in the next couple days until Saturday, you're going to start seeing roster cuts. And if Nate Danielson makes it past these roster roster cuts, and he's still on this roster the day of that dress rehearsal game, and he's if he is in the lineup in the dress rehearsal game like Minton was for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think that that is a very telling indication of how close if not ready, they think that he is. I I still would hesitate to say he's going to make this team because of how deep this roster is this year, but he is a hell of a lot closer than I thought he was going into the preseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, the, there's not a single human being on this planet that uh... – that he hasn't blown past their expectations for the preseason. I mean, like, they're, they're, you know, no, I don't think anybody th- thought that he was going to look as good as he has. So obviously that's true. I I, I think uh, for me, I, I guess I view it a little bit more as uh, just like for development, like they want to put him in as many different situations as possible to see what his like strengths and weaknesses are. Not necessarily like, oh, like, you know, we're, we're, uh, auditioning him to like make the team as much so it is just like, Hey, let's put him in as many situations as possible and see what's up. Um, but it still bodes well. And, and you're absolutely right. Like he's still on the team and, and there's a lot of cuts coming in the next 72 hours. Uh, and then obviously more after Saturday's game. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens. If he dresses on Saturday, I, I, I still think that it's, I don't know that uh, that might have to be like in like a, the, a day of like vibe check. Like, I don't really know. I, I don't, I don't know if him making like, if him dressing that game will single-handedly make me be like, Oh, he's going to make the team. I still lean no as it stands right now. Um, but he has been a, a joy to watch. He's looked absolutely fantastic. And I certainly think that on draft night when people were talking about like, oh, like, you know, a few years away, et cetera, that talks well out the window. I think well, we're going to see him uh, right soon, even if he's not on the, you know, opening the, night lineup or anything. The biggest detriment that people were saying, and they were using it almost as like a backhanded compliment, was that Danielson was the safe pick at number right. nine. And that. I, and I may have even said it at one point too. I can't even remember. I might not be, I might be guilty of this as well. And it's not necessarily a lie. He was a very safe pick. We're watching it in the preseason, 
But they, when they say safe pick, what a lot of people mean is like boring pick. And yeah, usually safe means high floor, low ceiling. Yeah, and that might very well be what he is. But it, if the low ceiling is a, a really well-rounded 2C, I mean, the Red Wings, that's a great pick. That I'm super excited after watching him this preseason. And I, I again, I shouldn't get too excited over preseason games. But this is a 19-year-old kid who's looked yeah. good playing against men in a lot of cases. So, yeah, you know what? I'm on the Danielson hype train. It's It's over. Back, whichever <laughs> respect, one's brother respect i have a question about edmondson after the break so awesome um we'll talk about edmondson and uh alex lyon i think we should give him his flowers as well when we come back but first i gotta talk to you guys today about indeed when you're drafting your fantasy team do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team well if you're building a roster to win in the league you need indeed indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I can tell you guys from personal experience, when I worked at Little Caesars Arena inside the team store, Indeed was the main resource we used for hiring. The way it just, it made it so convenient to look at people's skills, uh, their specialties, what they excel at, what their weaknesses are. It presented it to us in such an easy and consumable fashion that it, it really did make it, it made it so easy to hire and look at candidates. So you guys need to check out Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application, pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed you do. Segment three, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty, you want to ask me a question about Simon Edvinson? Shoot away. Yes. So my question that I'm going to pose to you and then obviously uh, directly to all the listeners as well is, in theory, I'm not trying to jump the gun. I'm not saying this is like 100% going to happen. But he has looked really good for several games in a row. I think he's been one of the best players in the preseason, honestly. In theory, completely hypothetical, Simon Edmondson was to make this team and be in the opening night lineup. Which defenseman is he making it at the expense of? Because you... To, now, we've had math issues before, but if you're, you're not going to be able to carry three goalies and eight D-men. Yes, uh, that's a really good question. And not that you'd, you can carry eight defensemen. The Red Wings did at times yeah, last year. But because I'm saying like we already the, had the one thing with the three goalies and like you, you can't keep everybody. Yeah. You could, and, you could, they, they could find a way to carry eight. Absolutely. But yeah, like let's leave the goaltender part. Let's just assume they only keep two goalies. So you have the option to carry eight defensemen. Sure. I mean, well, then there you go. Then you're fine. So I'm just double checking because technically, currently the Red Wings have 
according to cap friendly, at least Red Wings do currently have eight defensemen on the roster because Jared McIsaac, Jared McIsaac is technically on an NHL contract. He's past his entry level contract right now. Who, so he is on the Red on there. They're missing someone then. Because we had seven before Edvinson and, and McIsaac. We had Sherratt, Ghost Despair, Hall, Wallman, Mata, Petrie, Cider, McIsaac. Those are the eight defensemen that are currently on the Red Wings roster. So they would more than likely, and you're not going to carry nine, have to waive at yeah. least one of those defensemen. McIsaac's the obvious right, candidate. McIsaac will be and the choice. I would be shocked if he makes the Red Wings roster to begin with. So once cuts start being made, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets placed on uh, waivers. He had an egregious... Uh, turnover that led to Bertuzzi's goal in this one. Shout out to Bertuzzi. Really bad, yeah. Yeah, and he just kind of fanned on it. Those mistakes do happen. I'm not gonna like kill the guy over it. Uh, but it, it was it was pretty egregious, and I don't think he makes the team outright anyways. I think Edvinson's had the better yeah, preseason yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. You guys obviously make Isaac's the the choice there. So, but if you want if we, if we want to go even further, if you really want to screw put the screws to me, and Let's say the Red Wings only want to carry seven defensemen because in a lot of cases, teams only like to carry 22 players other than 23, 13 forwards, right. seven defensemen. And right, that's what I was saying. We, we've been down the map reasons. rabbit hole before. They could do eight, but if they were to do seven, who would it be at the expense of? This is a really tough question. Honestly, Olimata? Oli, so that's my answer. That's because, mine. and as much as I like Olimata and what he brings, I do too. Defenseman, yeah, I, I do think too. he might be I like the, the extension. Yeah, I, I thought the def- extension was fine, but I think he is the odd man out in this situation. And I think he might be the least dynamic defenseman of the defensemen you have. So, so right, I I, I don't disagree like, with you. For me, it's it's even it's uh, a, a salary thing too. What's the what's the most expendable contract? Well, pretty much every defenseman on your team outside of Cider, who's on his ELC, is making north of yeah two million, and so right. That's uh, my point. The most expendable contract to get rid of would be Olimata's. Yeah, it's I guess like because it's not with how much money's like other teams are paying. Maybe he's the answer there. But like, I, I think in terms of as you said yesterday, dynamicism and contract <laughs> and uh, and, and contract. I think I think it would probably be Olimata. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I'm not with saying you. again, I'm not saying that's gonna happen. We, we still have another preseason game, we still have cuts to be made. I'm I'm not saying this is like a shoe-in, but he's played well enough where I think it at least garners the conversation of like, okay, if if he's gonna be on here, how are we making room for him? I'm really at a point now where I think that because the other thing too is if you're gonna carry eight defensemen, Edvinson can't be a healthy scratch every night. Like Correct. he has to get yeah. meaningful minutes. So right. regardless because, of yeah, right. if, or not, he, if if he was if you were doing that, you just send him to Grand Rapids and just let him play hockey yeah. games. So regardless of whether or not you, you you can you decide to carry seven or eight defensemen, you're still scratching then one or two defensemen every single night, be it seven or if you're carrying seven or eight. And I would still say if you're not waving Olimata, if you're like if we're having a serious discussion about this, yeah, Olimata would be probably my my and that, that's not to say Olimata is a bad defenseman, but just with the added depth, he's been booted down to more than likely, likely a bottom pair defenseman. Yeah, yeah. So it's so tough because it's, it's such a deeper thing, team, but he, I could see him as being a seventh defenseman on this team, kind of rotating sure. in and out of the lineup if you decide to carry eight guys 
or seven guys and he's your seventh D man. That way Edmondson gets meaningful minutes every night, but like every single one of these guys on this roster is capable of playing meaningful minutes. I don't see a reality where ghost despair is a healthy scratch because he brings such an important play driving mechanic to the defensive side. Obviously Wallman and Sider are currently untouchable on this back end. You know, as much crap as we give Schrott and Hall, who, by the way, Schrott's had assists in back-to-back games, still not the greatest play out of him. But to be fair, he's getting his legs back underneath him. Uh, this is only a second game back. I know I was kind of critical on him last game. I I failed to take into account the fact that that was literally his first preseason game after yeah, not yeah, for all sure. I, I, I thought that Hall also, in the first period, looked pretty solid. I didn't think all three were you know, equal, but I, I thought that he looked sharp in the first. Yeah, I thought he looked fine. And he, he one played a period of a preseason game, but like, didn't he play a pretty good chunk? Let me double check with right here, but I'm pretty sure he played a good chunk with Edvinson as well. Um, uh, he did play. I mean, yeah, the first half yeah. of the game, he was exclusively with Edvinson. Yeah, at he least. played yeah. played with Edvinson pretty much exclusively in this hockey yeah. game. So, I mean, they've made a pretty decent pair out there for a, a veteran and a rookie playing next to each other. Uh, but yeah. we're, I, I'm digressing. Olimata, if you put a gun to my head, would be my choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Answer. same, same. But again, we, we got another game left. We got some cuts to be made. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes down. But I've, uh, I've been really, really impressed with the improvement from, from Edmondson, especially for a guy that like, we didn't think was even going to be healthy for another like month, you know, over the summer, we weren't even planning on seeing him in the preseason. And now we're like, Oh, he might make the team. He looks amazing. So, well, and, and as every preseason game that goes by, this is another guy like Danielson. Like if he's on the roster for the, uh, rehearsal game on Saturday, like that's a really telltale sign that they think he's like that close. And I'm very firmly in the camp that I, I actually, I, I never want to say something with definite definitiveness because I don't want to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> because who likes being wrong, but I genuinely think that Simon Edvinson could make this roster. I, I, think I do that, too. No, I, I think I'm, that he is right there. It's just a decision of who sits out if he makes the roster. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if you had to make me give like a percent chance of Edvinson to make the roster at versus Danielson to make the roster, Edvinson's is, is significantly higher. It's an easy case to make. Yeah. Um, to, to put a, to fit our narratives and put the feather in the cap of that argument. He led the team in expected goals for percentage in this game. He had a 68.29 expected goals for percentage. He had an over when he was on the ice, the team had a 2.21 expected goals for this is a guy who's not touted for his offense. And he's playing with Justin Hall. who's also not touted with his offense, but they were driving plays. Well, not, he was driving plays, which uh, for, there was a couple of, plays that he saved to keep into the offensive zone, which was really impressive because he had to make some athletic, you know, like quick movements in order to save the puck to, to not exit the offensive zone and had to reset, which I found impressive. But the most impressive thing I thought was his zone entry. He was like, like confidently and comfortably entering the zone as a defenseman, like multiple times. And I was like, this is not cider or ghost despair. What is happening? Like, why is that? Why is a defenseman? Why is our, uh, you know, like rookie D man, like being like <laughs> entering the zone this consistently, but he did it a solid. I can off the top of my head. I remember two and, and probably did it one or two more times outside of that as well. I, he, he was skating really confidently with the puck. And I, I, I like that. 
I can't, I, I cannot believe how smooth skating the six foot six defenseman yeah, is. I know I've brought it up multiple times, but that's really honestly, I think his biggest asset is how smooth of a skater he is at his size. Uh, his expected goals four percentage relative, Scotty, was 38.78%. The next best on the team, Scotty, was Jonathan Bergen at 17%. That's how much better this team was on the ice when Simon yeah. or team was when Simon Evanson was on the ice. Not bad. 38% positive ratio to uh, in expect in, in quality shot attempts when he was on the ice versus when he was, just incredible. Uh, also he was firmly the best player in hockey stat cards uh, with a game score of over three in this game. Yeah. Uh, just he, I honestly think he's going to make this team. I'm going to say it. I wow, think he's making okay. this team. I like I'm, it. I I'm going to really, get off. I, the fence. I love it, man. Anyway, Scotty, we're at 33 minutes, and we still got to talk about Alex Lyon. Alex Lyon. Yeah, probably the MVP of the game. <laughs> really the MVP of the game, and we've barely talked about him at all, if yeah, anything. respect. He – I went on the air today. I was on the intermission report with Luke Sloan on 97.1. Uh, it was a pre-recorded interview. I was actually at home watching the game when it was airing. But <laughs> he talked. we were talking about the goalie situation, and I said – and I'm going to call myself out here. Granted – you know, this was yeah. ignorance on my part. I didn't no, know this at the time. Out. I said that James Reimer getting all 60 minutes on Wednesday's game would, to me, was an indication that he is in the lead for the backup position. 20 minutes after I recorded that interview, I get I see a tweet saying, Alex Lyons playing all 60 minutes of the game against Toronto. And I go, I don't know what's happening with this goalie situation. Well, and then I'm he... It's just giving – we have three games left. All three goalies are going to play one of the games. I don't but, think it's really like – But him playing all 60 minutes screams to me that they don't have a, a, a leader in terms of who that backup is sure. going to be. Sure. That means this competition is still very much alive. And I will argue, as good as Reimer was in that game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, this was a more impressive game despite the loss because Alex Lyon with a team of – essentially AHLers and rookies with a few NHLers sprinkled in stood tall against the starting lineup against the Toronto Maple Leafs Looks good. and it's made over 30 saves. He looked really good and put this team on his back, especially in the third period when the Toronto Maple Leafs were all over the Detroit Red Wings in the offensive zone, Def Red Wings defensive zone, Leafs offensive zone. I was so impressed with Lyon to the point where I, I legitimately, again, and back to square one where I don't know what this goaltending situation is going to be. And I'm starting to lean more towards what you were suggesting, where they might honestly carry three goalies at the start of the season until they can sift out who the deserving goalie is. Yeah, I I think three goalies is is more and more likely, and especially after a performance like this, for sure. Um, I uh, I mean, as far as the the divvying up of playing time, like I I – I don't know if I read as much into that as you do. Like it's the preseason; they're just trying to get everybody opportunities. But he, oh, he, he has not Why great. did Kosa play and, one period? Say it again. Then why did Kosa play one period in the preseason? Because there's no chance he's going to make the team. Yeah, but you say you want to get everyone some playing time, see what they got. Yeah, the people who have a chance to make the NHL roster, like goalie, is I don't know. Regardless, that's whatever. We that's a different rabbit hole, but like. I think that uh, for him in this game, like even the goals against were just like complete defensive breakdowns, right? Mm -hmm. Like you had the the five on three slash five on four, whatever, like it had just become a five on four. 
Then you had the turnover, right? The McIsaac turnover that just like completely left him out to dry. Like he really did stand tall. And um, yeah, I, I he looked great. And, and I do I do think that three goalies is a real possibility. And like it, it won't affect Huso's time, but uh, the, the other two will certainly be kind of going back and forth, I would imagine. Absolutely. Um, last thing I have to say is Maple Leafs, man, they had so many opportunities to take the lead in this game. And I feel like they shot themselves in the foot plenty of times as well. There's a lot of instances where they were applying the pressure and then they would try to make that one more pass or make that one more fancy move. And they either lost the puck or turned it over. And they had a couple Ooh, of bad passes. We did too, but yeah, I wasn't a perfect game either way. Red Wings had 16 takeaways in this game. That's, that's great. Love nice. to see that. Uh, yeah, though, that, that about does it. I, I can't, uh, Dominic shine scored a goal. I was just saying that I was falling in love with Dominic shines game. I was taking a shine to him as I put it. You spelled his name wrong. I spelled his name wrong. I spelled it with a C rather than K. Um, and then Joe Valeno picked Samson off his pocket and fed it to him for a wide open net and he buried it. And that was nice to yeah. see. Oh, and ghost is bare. I mean, we kind of, we didn't, yeah, we, we, talked, didn't we talked, we, we mentioned it, but we didn't sp say specifically. And I guess we don't have to, but really good in the offensive zone. Ghost very. is fair. <laughs> very, very, uh, yeah, that does it. I don't think I got anything else. I don't think I do either. Cool. So we will see you guys on Monday as we give you a, a breakdown of the game against Toronto in LCA, the dress rehearsal game for the Detroit. Honestly, Rings. I, I feel like we're going to talk more about cuts than we are the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, you Busy know, weekend. Oh, I, there's going to be some takeaways too from the preseason. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be 30 minutes of a hockey game. That's no, for sure. Yeah. So, all right, we will talk to you guys then. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We ball. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Every day.